Hello, everyone, and welcome to Our Empowered Voices. This is Kay Walker with my podcast partner, Sandy Evenson. We're here to bring you stories, stories of women in different phases of their life, stories that share the ordinary miracles of ordinary women that become extraordinary to someone listening to them, stories of empowerment. I welcome you to come sit with us and listen. We're so glad to have you here today to Our Empowered Voices. I've got my partner, Sandy, with me. Hi, Sandy. Hello, Kay. Hey, everybody. And we have a special guest today. We have Celia O'Grady. We're sitting here drinking tea with Celia, and she is from Ireland. She's from West Ireland. And I've known her probably for just about a year. She's been in one of the coaching programs that I work with. And Celia is absolutely a delight. So we're, we're excited to talk with her. Um, Celia, Celia works with, with women, with women at about the midlife point. And she works with them and they create their best life. She guides them. She holds them. She holds that space for them on that journey to create what they want. Sometimes they don't know. And they, and together, they come up with that and walk that journey to create it. So welcome, Celia. I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you. Delighted to be here. I love these chats. Yeah. Delighted to be here. Thank you for having me. Okay. So I'd like to see if we could hear from you about maybe paint, paint us the picture of where you are right now. Um. And what you're doing, and then we'll we'll back it up a bit. But just tell us about you right now. Okay, so right now I am closing an existing business, and I am I am kind of putting more of my focus into doing more, spending more time in the coaching world. Um, now, coaching was always there for me. I've been a coach since 2000, since 2010. Uh, but it was always strategy and business focused before. Mm-hmm. And now I realize, well, not just now, this moment, but in the last couple of years, I realize it's all interconnected, like career and business. And like it's 80% really of your beliefs and your mindset and your emotions and and how you show up on a daily basis and the other 20% is probably strategy so um and you could have all the strategies in the world but you won't get the results unless you have the other 80% you know coming in really good like if the you know and it's not I, I often kind of stop myself from using the word mindset because mindset can be like oh you can just change your mind in the moment and and be a different person but it's not really it's much more than that it's more how you emotionally and physically and mentally show up in the world and and that's of course the, the the bit that I love working with because I really do feel it's all interconnected and I feel when women and women in business especially show up as their authentic selves you know, that 80% mm-hmm. is, is, is when that 80% is good, you know, when they show up as damaged and as amazing as they, you know, really, really are, people love that. And they, do. they do succeed, not only in business, but in personal life. 
They do. But Celia, do you find um, that sometimes it's hard to show up in your as as authentic? I mean, do, do you do you see that and you work with women around that? Yeah, absolutely. It, it's very hard because like we are you know, trained as children to grow up doing a certain thing, you know, to be a good girl or a good boy. And you uh, you grow up um, in a way that you need to get, you know, your caregiver's approval um, mm-hmm. and you need to act a certain way. And if, you know, all your families are you know your family line or they're all teachers well then maybe you know you go into this idea that you're meant to be a teacher or you know you're meant to be whatever else it is and it's how you show up in the world and actually to be your authentic self is actually quite difficult for a lot of people and there's two reasons for that one is because sometimes they don't know what that is they've never really stepped into that and they've never allowed themselves to be that or are being allowed Um, And the other reason really is because it's too scary to them. It's too far away from where they are right now. Mm -hmm. So sometimes they can be in a place where, um, and I find this with coaching as well. If you have, um, I'd use the analogy maybe of, like if you need to lose two or three pounds weight, like it's much easier to do that than if you need to lose six stone. There's a a lot. So it's the same. So when women are very disconnected from their uh, authentic self, Mm-hmm. there sometimes is quite a distance to go you really have to navigate them through the mire to be able to get where they want to go and then layered on top of that then you sometimes have the feeling from them that it's just not for them or it's too hard or it's too far away or they need to change their life too much to actually get what they want yeah and that's really really scary for people it is. It is. And I and I found that as well. Mm. So that's what that's what we're trying to uh, with this. That's what we're trying to break through is, you know, when you don't know where you are, or what you want, you're not clear because you haven't had the mentoring. It's nobody's fault. But if you haven't had it, you haven't had it. And sometimes people can can realize and look at other people and kind of bring it in and and start to work on it but 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 hearing you talk and 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 hearing other people talk about that it helps to get that started sometimes yes it it absolutely does and um and not just hearing about it or seeing it as well but also recognizing where you are and i think that's really really important because um and that is scary for people So um, you in recognizing that you are in the wrong place or that you are in the wrong career or the wrong marriage or, um, you know, that you are broke or that you are, you know, sick or stressed because you have an autoimmune disease in recognizing this and actually sitting with it. It's very scary place to be because um, it feels bad. But I think when people sit into that, and they see where they are. Um, it, there's so much room for growth there. Uh, there's so much room to, for freedom there because in recognizing, you know, and literally uh, being, um, and it not, it not, I was going to say being okay with it, but you don't even have to be okay with it. You just need to recognize it and take, um, 
I suppose, a good look at where you are and, you know, see, see where you are. In in order to create what you want, you need to see where you are, because when you really see you are and sit into that place, even if it's not where you want to be, that in itself will help you to create something else. Right. And I think that's that's a key. There's a phrase that has that that came up for me this week a couple of times and it's that classic phrase it is what it is right and so people will say it is what it is and they just kind of blow it off yeah it's like well there's there's another way to look at that and it is what you said to acknowledge where you are it is what it is what's the is what is what is the is Oh, I totally hear you on that, Kay. I totally hear you because the thing is, it being um, dismissive it is what it is and um, that you have no power is completely different to it is what it is and I want to change it and I am going to change it and I am actively going to make a, a difference in changing it. Right. And that's with what you were talking about, a a little bit of a shift in attitude, but a shift in mindset that you can look at it. It is what it is. Oh, what does that mean? Yeah, what, it could mean what it's is right that? For you. Yeah, right. And is it right or is it? And, you, and it's a process. You you know, it, it but, is, but you it have is. to recognize it. You do. Mm-hmm. You have to recognize it first. Um, and like I say, you don't even have to be okay with it, but you do have to recognize it. Um, because if you, you know, if you are, if your health is, is not so good at the minute, um, really, if you're in that place where you're, you're just given out about the doctors or given out about that you have in health or that you're not able to walk because you're carrying too much weight or whatever it is, your thing, um, that's not empowering. Whereas recognizing this is where I am. Right. I so think d- it's much different. So it is what it is. But in, in really looking at it and sitting with it, and that is one of the most scary things for people. But in sitting in with it, that it, it's not what you looked for, then what am I going to do about it is much different. Exactly. I love that. Um, it's just so profound. And I'm, I've just been reminded of the idea uh, when someone is recognizing where they are and, and how they feel about it, it's like, well, now, if this is what I don't want, what is it I really do want? Yeah. Being yeah. able to see that, to see at least a glimmer of uh, something that I want to feel rather than feel so... Um, unable to conquer any of this, you know, feeling trapped and stuck as it were. And um, I believe that's what you're giving them is that idea of the picture and the possibilities. And the possibilities. Yeah. And it doesn't even mean in the moment that you are actively going to say, yeah, this is going to be easy. Um, (laughs) But it, it, it does recognize that. um, and, And there's a trust there that, that, you know, some of the, the, messiness and some of the traumas you've endured in your life is what has brought you there right so so Celia do you do you have um an example of something that might have happened to you 
even so recently with a, with a struggle around that or even earlier in your life? Um, I'm after drawing a blank now. That's a good one. Um, I suppose. I suppose the only thing I can kind of think of is recently would be um, like that, the skincare business, because I really did. Um, I wanted to help people in much in a much bigger way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in doing that, I increased the lines and increased the lines. And I love to make I love to make I love to formulate. So um, uh, but in, in making the range bigger and bigger and bigger to service more people, Actually, it wasn't it was serving more people, but it was it was too busy for me. I didn't feel it was right because I felt there was a crossover in the lines and it didn't feel good, uh, you know, as as authentic as I really, really wanted to be, because I wanted to say, you know, this is amazing for this reason and this is amazing for this reason. But sometimes they were like too closely related and. So in actually scaling it back then, which was really, really scary to do. And then in order to sell out and rebrand, um, it's actually meant that now I have more time for the coaching, which mm-hmm. is serving more people. So sometimes yeah. you will get what you want in a different way if you're open to that authenticity, if you really, really step into that. And um it just, yeah, it'll feel good in a different way. So, so I know that we're going to, I just want to ask you a little, a little bit more nitty gritty. Yeah. Like, like, were you just, you know, when you think back on that time, when you're trying to make those kinds of decisions or feel into it, was there a time that you were sitting with a cup of tea or eating breakfast? And it's like, this is all going on in your head and you're feeling it in your body and something comes through or not. I just, I just want a piece of seeing um, the detail. Okay. For me, I think, um, it was kind of realizing I could have both was a big thing for me. Um, and I suppose, um, I think the other thing as well, um, I suppose it's kind of not having a clear picture at the end. Uh That was scary for me as well, because I have always liked to, I think it's from being in business and so many different businesses that you want a clear picture, you know, this is your goal and this is how you get your goal. But sometimes it's not as simple as that. Um, And sometimes, you know, your goal is a feeling. And actually, this is something I love to work with women in, especially because often they don't know what they want, but they can get the feeling of it. And if you can get the feeling with it and you follow that trail, it will ultimately bring you to where you want to go. And um, just what comes to mind is here is not specifically a story about me, but like, you know, with a client at one point, it was like relationship and she's looking for, you know, a certain Da, 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 and it was all like you know tick boxes but actually when she got into the feeling of it um it you know like say she wanted somebody with a full head of hair you know she's in her 50s whatever and I'm like oh you know okay whatever but when we drill into the feeling of it actually it had nothing about him having a full head of hair 
her perception of having a full head of hair was somebody of health because she wanted to go um, doing a lot of hiking and outdoor activities and stuff. But it showed up in the feeling. It didn't show up in the um, uh, like a you, like um, a requirement. Uh, I'll say so with women often it can show up as a feeling yeah. and um, I find if you follow the feeling and you see people are scared of their emotions sometimes but if you, there's a lot of really good shit in there if you can feel it if you can sit in it and feel it and um, it will bring you to the right place the feeling will bring you there for for sure and and Sandy has been in related industry for years and years so, Sandy, you know that one too, right? Well, you yeah, I can relate. I can relate. You know, um, our listeners, some of our listeners know that um, Celia, I, I was in the beauty industry for many years as a hairdresser, stylist, um, colorist, etc. Um, I used to do the uh, color personality things, like you have done all the all yeah. those. Things. I studied skincare, but did not specialize in that. I left left that to the experts, all those different things. But what I'm relating to the most that you know about is when you're dealing particularly with women, I found it true with men, but we in our uh, industry of helping women nurture themselves on the exterior to, to enhance their image and to feel good about how they look or how they feel, take care of their skin, et cetera, we're allowed in their personal space, which in other places, you know, doctors and dentists, I know how good they are. We don't always feel so comfortable and safe. And I found I was coaching my entire life and didn't realize it until I started to train to become a coach. It's like, oh my gosh, I've been doing this forever because of that personal connection that we have whether it is with skincare, body care, nails, and hair, as I was, that people tell us things they never tell anyone else. They feel safe enough to be vulnerable and to allow us to get into that personal feeling space that they have. And, you know, when we know when we're doing our jobs in that way, whether, uh, again, with the products that you created, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm an ex-lab tech too. I'm <laughs> like, yummy what you're doing. But the idea of helping women, to me, it's from the inside out as they sit in your chair or on your facial bed or whatever. It's a vulnerable spot, but we make it a safe spot. I used to say I created a bubble around them for safety. And that's what we carry into the coaching that we do now. Yeah. And the idea of that safe bubble. And we all of us coaches have to go through our own transformation, our own discovery of where we actually were in order to hold the space for someone else. And I see, I see you doing that brilliantly. With compassion yeah and and you do have to hold the space but I suppose one of the the difficulties I had I remember like like I had a day spot for 20 years and you know a lot of staff and we had the lovely music and the you know the the everything that was ever could be relaxing and I suppose 
and it was probably one of the reasons it got me into the skincare as well but it's kind of you know I've kind of you know gone around it if you like um ultimately all I ever wanted to do was create a space that uh, the that that woman could feel um really good about herself it would reduce her stress and um uh, feel happy and uh safe like you say but the funny thing was that you could um you know spend an hour doing a full body massage and you could do a wrap and a facial and you could do all this stuff and then five minutes later they would go to their car and there would be a ticket on their car because they spent too long and the stress would come back again and I always felt that it was kind of like putting a band-aid over something and I didn't really like that and it was one of the reasons why I kind of started moving into the skincare and of course I had the health and fitness as well and you know I used to teach aerobics and stuff and it was it was kind of just like I say navigating through as well I found similar in the skincare because they were expecting you know they would be like riddled with eczema and they would have all sorts of breakouts and you know their life is so stressful and they would tell me all about their career that there was you know, so full on and their family were, you know, taking up a lot of time because they were so busy, etc. And that their skin was breaking out and everything. And I would be frustrated because I would think like, sweet mother of God, there's an awful lot to fix here. And I, I did look at it as fixing and I do realize now you can't fix anybody, but I did realize it was a huge, like a hundred piece puzzle. And this was only one piece. And I didn't like that. But with the coaching and the other experience that I've picked up along the way, I realize now, you know, you, you with the coaching, there are so many pieces of that puzzle that you can touch on and, uh, you know, lean into and uh, just create this most amazing experience for the client and they can create the experience as well that will help them live a better life a more stress reduced life etc as opposed to depending on somebody else to do a lovely massage for them and like I say then go into the car and the car broken down or there being a clamp on it or whatever and it all coming back again and I felt it was the same with the skincare in in ways so um, and it's one of the reasons as well why I wanted to, you know, rebrand it because they're expecting this one all cure. And I'm thinking, whoa, hang on a second. Like life is way more complicated than that. And just by blaming one person for, you know, such and such or by, you know, not you know drinking this specific green juice or not getting to your aerobics classes. That's not what's going to solve this greater problem for you. If you can, you know, step into what you really, really want and, and be of service to people. It's funny, all the happiness and all the joy and all of that just comes rocking on up. Yes. It really, really does. And I, I that's what I love about the coaching um, because it just um, it's it's kind of where people kind of can shine a light on themselves and see, because I never give, you know, advice, no coach does, you know, but they have the information within themselves and they can shine a light on that themselves in coaching that you they can see, you know, where they need to like start moving those pieces of the puzzle around to get where they want to go. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. I, I, I love that 
rocking on up, rocking on up. Yes. <laughs> so, so Celia, can you give us a little peek into an earlier, maybe even a young Celia? Where, where? So, so you carry this spirit. You carry this spark in in you in your soul. What did it look like when you were younger? How did how did this start? Was there a struggle? Did you was there a big aha, or did you just kind of flow through it? And oh, that's a great question. I love that question. It has probably taken me years and years because that spark, that that what you see, that charismatic character, wasn't allowed when I was growing up. Um, I was from a large family of eight, um, tough, hardworking farmers. Um, we were taught all about hard work. We were practicing Catholics. And um, if you didn't go to mass, you would ask somebody who the priest was there so that you would know who to say, you know, they were so that you could pretend <laughs> you went. <laughs> yeah, and I came uh, kind of down towards the end of the family um, and... I think it was just kind of where I was born in the family. Um, there would have been blame and criticism was where I was at. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, oh, at the time, it was awful. It was awful, awful, awful. But, um, uh, you know, so it was all about kind of, you know, I would have worried about what rules I had to follow, how I needed to be, um, uh, you know. Um, and I would have often been left alone to figure things out. And ultimately, I did. But but at the time it was it was difficult, um, you know I would have kind of made the vow to be invisible. It was much easier to be invisible. It was much easier to be small and and out of the way because then you you had um, less of an opportunity to be in trouble and um, you had less of a chance to be blamed. Um, mm-hmm. And again, because you know they were kind of you know bigger and all that in the family, um, and there was. There was kind of like groups, there was huddles, it was like a, a bad school play. And so the, the huddle at the beginning were like steps of stairs and there was gaps. And I came after a few gaps. So my gap was kind of bigger at each side. So, um, yeah, I would have kind of, um, now I realise I kind of have the, like a lot of the intellect of, a, of an only child in the sense, even though I came from a big family, but I would be very much... Um, uh yeah it's just kind of that that kind of um like a kind of a, a wholeness in that that I can kind of look at all things and kind of like figure out what I need and take what I need but that that took a long time that took a long time I would have been quiet I would have been meek I would have been very smart at school but would have always felt I wasn't good enough um and uh you learned because you were you know you were you you would have been told you were you know kind of you know stupid because you didn't know I'd never have been shown anything Uh so and like I say I would have had to figure it out but I ultimately did um but yeah being probably laughed at and criticized was probably the order of the day (laughs) right so so did you in your family young and then moving into you know middle school and high school and and in there did you have a sense of belonging to your family did you have a sense of trying to fit in 
maybe there was a difference? Yeah. So um, probably both um, slightly different. Um, the belonging, I never really thought I belonged. I believed I wasn't belonged. Remember a brother of mine told me I was adopted and, you know, I probably thought I was at some point. I don't know, that was just pure age and like, you know, children's planks, children's, you know, pranks, I should say. But um, yeah, and being teased and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, the 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 belonging, yeah, I would have had a problem with that and trying to fit in was kind of, I suppose, my thing. So I always tried to fit in. But it was only years and years later I I kind of realized, well, you know, you you know, they they are your family. So, you know, you actually can't be removed from them because they're the bloodline, right? Um, and I suppose the other thing really was that I didn't need to fit in. I was who I was. And when I stepped into that more, that was very empowering for me because I didn't need to be like any one of them. I okay. didn't. When did you do that? That's perfect. That's yes. Thank um, you. When did you do that? The thing is, it wasn't cut and straight. It wasn't an overnight aha or anything like that. It was something I would have kind of stepped into and then got the pushback, stepped into and then got the pushback. Like I remember the first time when I did videos um, in the skincare and uh, uh, oh my God, the pushback was awful. It was horrific. It was like, oh, the videos are too long. Nobody's going to have time to listen to all of that. It was blah, blah, blah. You know, there was all, it was, there was always a pushback. And but of course that was me. It wasn't them. But I didn't know that at the time. I didn't know that at the time. I wasn't, uh, you know, evolved enough or I wasn't wise enough to realize that was, you know, that was, that was my shit, if you like. And um, so it was, it was, you know, I, I, that it, those, you know, a 10 minute video felt good to me at the time. But then when I get the pushback, I would try and cut a charter, make it more concise, you know, um, that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, there was always kind of a bit of a pushback. So I, I'll be honest, it took years. It did take years. Um, and probably because I was too scared of it as well. It was I do realize now I am quite different to a lot of my family. Um, but I, I, I love that now, but at the <laughs> time I didn't. Um, and it would have been pointed out a lot, which again, I felt it kind of came to me as a pushback. It came to me as a bad thing, as opposed to being a good thing, because I didn't realize it, it was a good thing. It is a good thing for me now where I am in my life, but at the time it wouldn't have been. So I would have tried to conform, always tried to conform. So I would have kept changing myself to try to conform. Um, sure. yeah 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 definitely yeah that would have been a, a big thing for me um and I would have taken on it I would have taken on the criticism as hurt um and, and any feedback any even nice feedback I would have taken it on as criticism right. yes and a lot of us have that and I know um Sandy I want to know how you relate to that because I know you have stories and experiences around around some of that as well oh gosh well I, I identified immediately with the uh, realizing the vow of invisibility when you're when you're young when you know I, I see it way back in my childhood to um, make yourself small <laughs> mm. be quiet 
don't make waves. It's just much easier to sneak back into that. And uh, it's probably the main thing that I struggle still with today is even though, um, especially through standing behind the chair, uh, I learned to be, what do they call it? An ambivert where you can be an introvert, but then you come on and shine when you need to. And so to me, that whole idea of and also Catholic <laughs> upbringing. And, you know, I tell the story of making up sins when you're seven, because you, you're supposed to know right from wrong, but you have no idea what the sins are. Uh, you know, all that stuff. And, and just trying to be that perfect little girl who doesn't, you know, have problems. And then growing up and being almost like that, my, you know, my siblings, and we have the spaces as well, and they really didn't address too much how different I was. But, uh, you know, they look at me now and see <laughs> how different I've been the whole time. And um, they they really have trouble communicating with me. And um, I'm just only now beginning, you know, as we get up there as a, you know, ageless woman, I I can communicate with them more freely and say, hey, let me help you with that whether it's taken or not, I can be me, I know, and I can uh, be proud of that. And of course, doing videos, uh, I've been doing them, and I'm about to actually re-record uh, a course I created. And looking at that self-criticism, first of all, <laughs> and worried about the pushback from others, you know, uh, I know I worried about pushback from not just family, but from friends and from people that were uh, co-workers and it, it's fascinating to be in this space and be like you say um, I realized that I didn't have to fit in and in many ways I broke a chain of some of the behaviors and some of the stuckness that they have to move through that and you know allow our, our real true authentic self to come through yeah, <clears throat> it does take a while to break those chains, though. It's It yes. can be a one-stop-fix-all, but <laughs> the problem with the one-stop-fix-all is that you have the pushback at some stage, it'll turn up again. Yeah. And um, when it turns up again, then um, it'll kind of set you back a little bit. And that's why I love working with like longer packages. You know, people say, yeah. oh, how much do you charge for a session or whatever? And I never take a single session because I really feel we're much more complicated than that um, in a good way. And um, so I feel that, you know, even, you know, if you get somebody moving and, you know, they're, they're tremendously stuck and you get them moving, it's very easy in a coaching session to get somebody moving, I, I find. Mm -hmm. But the the problem is then that they will be challenged along the way, you know, and it might take a week or a month, but they will be challenged at some stage because you're in growth and you're leveling up. And so when you level up, you know, you're you're in growth again. And like I do a bit of mountain climbing, like when you when you, you know, you when you level up to the next stage, you you know, you you need to take a break, need to take a rest, you need to take a drink and, and then and then go again. Um, because the next challenge is is your your body is is more challenged from the the challenge you've done the little bit of challenge you've done uh, and again and again so the, it's I think look I think everyone on the planet should have a coach to be honest because it does really bring um that support 
to that leveling up if you really really are interested in leveling up and really um living your best life you do need this support of a coach to um you know keep you going and going and going so that you can continue to level up exactly because you run into those layers you know uh especially and i know clients of mine will are always kind of surprised it's like well you're moving the energy we're harvesting it it doesn't mean we're eliminating all those negative things that you came up with they just now have other triggers or something comes up yes yeah I love that because um yeah what I also find as well is that they kind of think that it's like a you know um you do this and you get that but that resistance, that pushback, whatever else it is, that challenge is still out there in the field. Um, yep. So, yeah, you, you'll meet it again and again and again. Now, the thing is, you know, when you keep meeting it, you'll be stronger each time um, because it, it, it's like a muscle. It has to be um, challenged in order to grow. Like you don't do 10 press ups in the gym and you're like good to go forever like muscles are you're sorted you you need to keep going and going and the thing is when you do 10 after a couple of weeks after six weeks 10 is a thing and nothing so it's not challenging your muscles so you maybe you need to up it to 15 or to 20 and then you up it to 15 or 20 or you know it's like when you're running you run you know 5k you're training for a marathon you're sure you're grand you're you're dead the first day but you're grand after a few weeks and then after a couple of weeks you're like okay let's go do 10k you go out and you do 10k and my god will the muscles be sore you'll be achy you're crying with the pain it'll be like starting all over in the new so then you have to but you stay there at the 10 and you keep doing the train you keep going and the next thing then after a while you're like 10k i'm doing 10k it's all good and and you push it up again and it'll be sore so i think that's why every Everybody needs a coach because when you do increase or level up or whatever you want to call it, you will need that support system and um, that that a, that a coach will give you and challenge you in a different way to see what what you need to see. Because once something is seen, it can never be unseen, and a coach will help you to do that. Whereas a best friend or a sister or a mother won't help you to do that. They will always give no. you the advice based on how they would choose or how they would apply themselves if they were in the same position. Like if you ask anyone, oh, should I go to Australia? You know, you're going to get somebody that will say, oh, yeah, it's an amazing thing to do. You should move your whole family there because maybe that's what they did and they found it good. And you'll get the one that had the bad experience. They'll say, my God, don't don't do that it's terrible it's like hot there all the time or whatever I've never been to Australia but um you know what they, they will give their interpretation of how they would choose if they were in the same position but the thing is they're never going to be in the same position all our lives are different we've been born into different families we'd have we've had different challenges and we've been in different relationships we've a different number of children we might have children it's completely different so that's where I think a coach is the most amazing thing you can do for yourself because that coach will and they might poke and prod you and it might feel uncomfortable for a while but from it will be growth always yes and what i love is that we're not here to you know we might see what we want uh, someone to see that we we know we can feel there's something there uh, but we don't ever tell them, you know, that we just guide them to go 
deeper to shine that light and to have those moments, the epiphanies, the aha moments of, well, I didn't even know that was there. Oh my gosh, why did I go all the way back there to when I was four years old? All those different things that come up and, and they can just lean into it a little more. We can guide them a little further and the the freedom and the energy that comes through that is so beautiful and allows them to see it's okay to keep keep going, to keep looking at different things all the time. Yeah. It is. That's beautiful. Thank you. Let's take a quick minute to see what Sandy has for you. Hey, it's Sandy here inviting you to opt in on my website for my free gift and check out my new course, Empowered Confidence on Camera. Learn my three keys for looking and feeling your best in videos and photos. Personal power, reclaiming your inner strength, technical stuff made easy, and personal style. Love how you look and sound on camera. Go to sandyevenson.com forward slash products today. Ladies, and what, what you're there and what you're holding, you're holding that space, and they are then with this up-leveling, creating new stories. They have to create that new story. And how do you do that? And so that's, you're also there to hold them as they take that next step to do it differently. Because, because when they come back in that same situation, even if you've worked with them, even if what we call we've cleared some of these emotions, that's true. But, but now who are you? Now how do you show up? So when they come into that situation and they're going to do the old pattern, now they can stop for a moment and breathe. And now they're open to making a different, a different decision or, or saying a different sentence. And you're also doing that with your reflections. So that's huge. It is because um, it's funny when you say about the, the story, you know, you're creating a new story. Um, like I remember as, uh, you know, in my 30s, um, I would say, you know, like that, you know, you need to create a new story. And of course, I was an avid reader. I loved books. I just consumed them and I speed read, which is like ridiculous. So there's a sometimes it's a lot of information but I remember coming across one at one stage and was like you know I just need to change your story and I thought you know this is how I was going to change my story but the thing about changing the story is that it needs to be backed up because you can change the story in an instant and you know a lot of motivational speakers will be say just change the story so okay so you you don't want to be sad anymore you just suddenly decide you're going to be happy but it doesn't work like that because that sadness will just keep coming up and keep coming up and keep coming up and it mess you up big time so you can't just change your story you do want to change your story uh, but it, it, the thing is there is uh, there is a way to do that in a safe environment with a coach so that you when you change the story it stays good it's like that that you know training you don't just go out and start doing 30k and then start nursing your muscles because they're sore there is a way to do it and for me and the type of coaching I like to do as well like I do um a lot of uh, I just like to, to do like a, a kind of an integrative method so that people can kind of catch up in themselves mm -hmm. or where they want to be as well. 
So it's not like it just like, you know, let's change this and change that. And 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 like I say, in the in the business coaching I has to do, there was a lot of strategizing, but life doesn't work like that. It does not work like that. You have to, you know, um, uh, integrate all of the new learning and practice it and, you know, and, and practice is mastery. And again, it's like the the you know the training from once you do it repetition 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 and so if it's a new um way that you show up or it's a new way you uh you know get to um meet people that say annoy the sugar out of you or you know push your buttons or you know whatever way you want to see it you you need practice with that so and when you practice it it then becomes your story but you can't just wake up one morning and change your story. You can. I've it done. But it doesn't. It doesn't stay. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's too hard to maintain. Um, and again, it's not you showing up as your authentic self. It's you deciding what way life should be. This is the way I'm going to show up. And I, I don't think that is sustainable. I think it's much more sustainable if you can, you know, show up as you, uh, as quirky and funny and and you know, silly as you as you need to be in the moment and and as amazing as we are as well uh, but in in showing up as the real you um, it's 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 very easy to sustain that it it is it is and for me the key word that you said was practice because when i show up as who i am what what we might call my authentic self i can't go from one day being invisible and the next day being fully open in myself, because I don't know, I don't know who that is. So it's that piece of working with my people, working with my coach and realizing a lot of things, what I want, where I've been, how I want to be, and then taking that step and maybe being in a situation and practicing a sentence, maybe just opening my mouth in a group. Or one of the things that I am famous or infamous for is when I'm with a group of people and it's time to leave, I just tiptoe out the door. Like, I don't, I don't say anything to anybody. And so now they think I'm a jerk and they do. <laughs> so I had to practice that. I had to garner up the courage to say, it's time for me to leave. I've so enjoyed being with you. Thank you. Right? I don't have to be a big deal, but I had to practice and say that to one person. Mm-hmm. And then eventually I got to the point where I could be social, but practice, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Practice yeah. Is, is important. And also, I think the patience with yourself, because for me, growing up, it definitely would have been a challenge for me. I would have been impatient with myself. I would have like, you know, turned it inwardly, like, you know, how can you not know this already? But of course, that was that was my rearing. That was I was just applying what had been applied to me, to myself, ongoing and ongoing and ongoing. And now I realize, you know, okay, and everything had to be quick, hurry up, you know, be quicker, be smarter, be tougher, whatever it was. And now I realize that it's much better to have a little bit of patience with yourself, because sometimes things take a long time sometimes things that can be quickly but sometimes you just need to to look and see that 
like not all the same rule applies to everything all the time. Everything mm-hmm. can't be done quickly. Everything can be done slowly. Like say for I've had um, clients and, and the, the block for them is everything needs to be done slowly or everything takes time. Sometimes it doesn't. Mm-hmm. You're just not, you know, getting the right advice or you're just not, you know, you're just expected to do everything yourself. Like they're down a hole, tick, tick, tick. I hate tick and they're down a hole. And I'm like, you know, just you know, apply yourself in a different direction until you can afford to pay somebody to do this or or whatever it is. But it, it can be just that internal kind of, uh, you know, almost comes across as criticism um, and impatient with yourself because like, how do I not know this already? How am I not so great? Um, so there's a little bit of patience that's needed as well. There is. Yeah, it's helping people see every aspect of themselves. You know, I always think of it like we're like a diamond, you know, and there's all these different facets. And sometimes we only see one side and there can be over here in the dark and the dark side of us pops up. And that, you know, like you said, sadness or anger and frustration and all the other kinds of negative emotions and then inner critic who is always yakking in your head when you have that patience and of course it takes a coach to help you see how to have that patience yeah. it does because work sometimes, mm, sometimes people block out the sadness oh look no i don't want any sadness yeah. i'll just be happy but it doesn't work like that you have to sit in and know why it's there why are you feeling the sadness like what is it trying to tell you mm-hmm. um and i think when you work with that it's much more empowering because there's a lot of good shit in the bad shit if that makes sense like there's good stuff in there um because you so you can't just kind of box it all up nice and neat and like no t- sadness no you know anger no whatever it is like all those emotions are uh, they're very strong emotions but there's really really good stuff in there when you look at them and and you know just take a little bit of time and 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 ease it out there's there's so much goodness in there um, mm-hmm. And a lot of people wouldn't have the patience to do that on their own or wouldn't even know how. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like fertilizer so, for a plant. Mm-mm. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, if you're using organic fertilizer, you could be putting like, you know, cow muck or whatever on a, on a plant and it'll, you know, bring it to <laughs> yes. super health. But yeah. Good example. Yeah. Hi, you all. Here's a little info from me before we wrap up. Hi, everyone. It's Kay from Our Empowered Voices and ShiftingIntoBalance.com. I want to ask you a question. What if you had an empowered and extraordinary life? What would that look like? What would that feel like? Maybe you do have that awesome lifestyle. Either way, do you ever bump into obstacles that stop you? cause you to get stuck spinning your wheels for longer than you're comfortable with? Are you starting to criticize yourself? Maybe with some butt-kicking negative talk? Well, I can help. I'm your get-out-of-the-muck coach. Get back on track with clarity, consciousness, and confidence. Let me guide you back into your empowered self, back into living your extraordinary life the way that you want, the way that works for you. I invite you to send me a note to schedule a clarity discovery call about where you are and where you want to go. 
The call is completely complimentary, and I'd love to talk with you. So write to me at k at shiftingintobalance.com. And now, let's get back to today's call. Oh my gosh, Celia and Sandy, this has been, oh, I love this. This has been great. So I want to ask you both, um, as, as, we, as we come to the end and look at all that we've talked about and maybe even think about, like, in a nutshell, what would you say, what would your words of wisdom be to, to listeners that, that, that are going through this, that have had the struggles and are listening to your stories because now they're going to have the opportunity to reframe it into beauty and brilliance. So what, what would your words of wisdom as we walk out of this today be? I'll ask both of you. Uh, I mm, words of wisdom. What's from your heart? Just what does your heart want to say to us at the at the conclusion of this? If I, as a coach, could help people, could help women to see how friggin' amazing they are exactly as they are. Mm -hmm. I think I would, you know, be extremely happy. I see so many women and they have just beaten themselves to an absolute pulp for not being, you know, there for their kids, for not being good enough, for not being strong enough, for not earning enough, for, you know, all of that and I could just if I could if I had a magic wand to you know go ding like you're just amazing and I know that sounds like fairy godmother stuff but you know any woman that I've ever met up through my years and I've I've hired a lot of women I've worked with a lot of women and men too but like I'm seeing women because it's more I I love to coach women and and they can never see themselves how amazing they are and if I could just uncover those blind spots and those limitations, and if they could see how amazing they are and how that they have formed them exactly as they are, I think that would be a super thing to do because every single experience, bad or good, has brought them to where they are and makes them as amazing as they are. Um, uh, yeah, that would be that would be a good thing. I would say just if you could just step into that amazingness, like we are not meant to be a certain shape. We're not meant to be a certain size. We're not meant to be like anybody. We mm -hmm. are us. And it's the ultimate, you know, I am meditation, really. Mm -hmm. You know, you mm -hmm. get to choose how you show up. Uh, and I am whatever you want to be. You can be whatever you want to be. There's always going to be pushback. There's yeah. always going to be people that don't like it. There's always going to be haters. Uh, but it doesn't matter. You're not going to, not everybody's going to love you all the time. Not everybody's going to hate you all the time. 
but if you can it, even a shred of you can see a shred of that amazingness that you are I think um yeah I would be happy with that yeah thank oh, you brilliant yes um, yes you know pretty difficult to top that or add anything to it um I, I would just say to the women out there listening that none of us need to be stuck. We don't have to be stuck anymore. Um, and we've repeated the idea of using a coach to help you get there, to find and reclaim that inner power we're talking about. Shine a light on the things that are keeping you from being who you want to be or feeling the way you want to feel uh, in your true authentic self, feeling safe in yourself. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. So Celia, thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, thank you for having me. I've enjoyed the chat. Oh, good. And it's really, it's really my passion and Sandy and I talk about this a lot, but these stories and sharing the ordinary, the ordinary aspects of us so that, so that women can hear them when they're doing what you say, when they're, when they're coming into their own and then they're in a community and they hear other people, they hear you talk about this and you are extraordinary to them. And it provides it provides a piece of empowerment. It provides that permission. Oh, yes, I relate to that. I have some of those. I can do that too. And the, that is what I want. I can do what I want. I'm seeing it. I'm in community. I'm held. I'm supported. Thank mm -hmm. you for that. Thank you for your thank gifts you. to the world. Thank you. It's beautiful. And Sandy, thank you Thanks for being oh. here. Always a pleasure, Kay. This is so great. I love meeting all of our uh, interviewees and putting this out there. So, uh, and I've got to say one more thing, Celia. You know, my my brain, uh, my inner uh, beauty professional, <laughs> always pops in, and you know, I could see how beautiful it would be to uh, be a customer of yours in your skincare atmosphere and all this new way that you're rebranding, re reforming things. And to know that I could Oops. also get coached, that you, that you make sure that whatever you do to market your business in over here in the skincare world, that there's always some kind of button that says, curious, want to know more, want to get into the real cause of your skin issues. I don't know. I see you maybe doing uh, workshops or courses, or maybe it's all uh, do-it-yourself courses. If, if there's something there that's really going to ignite that inner power within women, because we're always seeking to take care, of, you know, especially as we get older, like, what else can I do? Um, you know, and I, I remember telling women in my chair who are having problems with excess fallout or some sort of breakout on their scalp or something was going on. And I'd say, okay, let's think back. You need three, six months before this started. What was going on in your life? 
Yeah. What stresses do you have? Even when it was uh, diet changes for the better, it shocked your system. What else shocked your system? Where is this coming from? Yeah, that is so true because there's always, uh, I wouldn't say there's always a reason, but there's what happens internally will eventually show up externally and especially when you're talking about the skin because the skin is the largest organ of the body exactly. and uh, some of us larger than others says you but <laughs> <laughs> you rolled it out no. but all jokes aside it is the largest body our largest yes. organ in the body so stuff shows up on it a lot <laughs> and um i think if people need to realize that that you know what's going on internally will inevitably show up on it at some point Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I'd love for people to, to recognize that. Like it's, and, and I think it's a gift as well. I would love um, women to see that it is a gift because um, often, you know, you can't see your pancreas or your spleen. You don't know how it's doing. You can maybe, you know, feel a little bit, but you can see what's happening on the skin. So, and all of that stress internally is going to just show on up. And yeah. it does, it shows up on the skin. So it is a big it is a very very important part for sure right so yeah it is it's interesting yeah oh man i could talk with you all day on this (laughs) me too and and coaching so so we will have information um celia's contact information you can you'll be able to send her an email write to her see what she's doing follower but we'll have that in our show notes so such a delight such such important conversation thank you i hope to see you again celia on our on our podcast thank you and until next time sandy and i wish you heart empowerment our empowered voices we love you thank you love everyone thank you okay thank you so much celia take care And thanks for joining Sandy and me on Our Empowered Voices. We love bringing you these stories of ordinary women that are strong and extraordinary, strong with their own empowerment and wanting to reach out and share themselves with their stories, to connect in this world with the rising shared energy of love and miracles. We so appreciate you being with us. Let us know what you feel listening to these stories. And we'd love to see your comments on our Facebook page. So you can also let us know of your own empowered story. Thank you and bye for now.